And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. After Mary and the trusty Angela Devereaux retrieved the strange mannequin from the late Mr. Barker's Detroit mansion, they returned to Angela's apartment in Lafayette Park. There they discovered that the pattern on the mannequin's feet matches the pattern found on the feet of the man who tried to kidnap Mr. Barker, a pattern also found both on the ancient tapestry in the nitrogen chamber in the Detroit Art Museum and the painted ceiling of Ella Fontaine's trailer, where Gillian Fox met her fiery end. This discovery is followed by a panicked call from the charming John Cowan, who has been waiting at the bedside of his life partner, the loyal Scott Dascom. John tells Mary that he has just returned to Scott's room at the rehabilitation facility to find him gone. Now in Angela Devereaux's apartment, we hear Mary say, Gone? What do you mean Scott's gone? He's gone. I I went out for lunch and I came back and he's gone and nobody knows where he is. Oh no. Mary, you need to get here now. Fast. Okay. You stay there. I am leaving right now. And John, be careful. I will. Oh, Angela, I, I'm sorry. I have to go. Scott's missing. I heard. What happened? John went out to get lunch, apparently, and when he came back, Scott was gone. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have gotten you into this. I have to go. I'm coming with you. Uh, but... I'm coming. But Angela... Mary, I think I might know what she is. I think I might know what's so important about this little girl. What? Come on, let's bring her. I'll explain in the car. Almost there. Just another minute down this road. No news from John in the meantime? Not unless he's texted you. No. Angela, if you're right, if this girl really is what you think she is... I know. We have to... We have to find somebody to help us. Somebody we can really trust. I think so, too. I can try to call another old professor of mine, Professor Banks. I know I can trust her. Or maybe there's someone in Chicago at the museum. Someone who's not tangled up in all this like Arthur Mendez is. You haven't heard from Arthur Mendez lately, either. No. Oh. Oh, I hope he's not... Well, I hope he's not hurt, at least. Even if he is a part of all this. Is this it here? Is this where Scott's been staying? Oh, it looks like it. Yeah. Trinity Neural Rehabilitation Facility. Here we go to see what John's been able to find out. Mary! John! Oh, John. Mary, Angela, hi. Hi, John. Uh, Come on, you've got to see this. Down the hall this way. John, what is it? Down here. We've been in here, in the security office. Mr. Enright, they're here. This is Mary, and this is Angela. We're all friends of Scott's. But, John, I told you, until I managed to make contact with Mr. Dascom's parents and until... We don't have time for that. We just don't. These are not people who... You? Who are you? I'm... I'm Mary Marshall. But... Mr. Enright, I told you. I explained. But... Please, Mr. Enright, just show them the tape. Just... All right. Just a minute. Let me get it queued up again. I didn't want to call the police. I'm glad you didn't. Not yet, at least. There's no reason to call the police. You, of all people, should know that. Me? <gasps> Why? Here, Mary, watch. See these four squares? This one is the front parking lot. This one is the entryway. These two down here are the two wings where patients are. This wing here is where Scott's room is, right there, about halfway down. Now watch. The parking lot. Nothing. (gasps) And then... A long black car. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Watch. The door opens. Oh, my gosh. That guy's barefoot. He must be some other one, not the one who got shot. But he looks just the same, barefoot, bald, and... (gasps) Oh, no. Mary, it's you. It's Julia, my evil twin sister. 
Oh, no. Julia, what have you done? She looks just like you. Yeah. That's not you. No. Wait, watch. The two of them go in. They walk down the hall to Scott's room, just like they know exactly where it is. There they go. And they go in, and... <gasps> Wait just a minute. Watch. There. They've got him in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. He looks drugged or something. He can barely hold his head up. Poor Scotty. Yeah, watch. No, watch. He, he's trying to get up, but he's just so weak he can barely stand up on his own. How is it possible that someone can just come in here and take somebody without their permission? They timed it perfectly. Right at the shift change. I got here right after it happened. Your friend John here was going hysterical in the front lobby. Oh, can you blame me? This is unconscionable. No wonder you don't want anybody to call the police, Mr. Enright. There is zero evidence that these aren't friends of his. How dare you? Look at him struggling. They're putting him in the car. Oh, Scotty. And there they go. You can't see the license plate. Well, obviously they took him in order to hold him as ransom. They want the doll back. The what? Wouldn't you like to know? But if you want to save your job, don't tell Scott's parents he's been kidnapped. Not yet. Because we are going to get him back. Come on. John, Angela, let's go. Angela, I want you to tell John what you told me. But Mary, where are we going? We can't just wait around here. If they sent one team of goons to kidnap Scott, what's to keep them from sending another one to kidnap us? Just get in the car and let's drive. Okay. <sighs> Mary, you know you can't give the... You can't give her to them, even if you want to get Scott back. We'll see. I'm just going to get on this highway and drive. They can't find us that way. Angela, tell them what you told me. The whole thing? John, Angela knows what the doll is. Only it's not a doll. What is it? I don't know for sure what it is. I have an idea of what it might be. Tell him. It might be sort of a robot. A what? An old sort of robot, like an automaton, basically. Okay. Keep going. Well, okay, so in the... Early modern period, like in the 1600s, there was sort of, like sort of a fad for these things. You'd like collect them for your kids. So basically, you'd have a doll that you could wind up, and it would walk around. And, and you know, if you were rich, you would get something like this made in the likeness of one of your kids, maybe. So, but is it valuable? Well, or? I mean, yes, it's valuable, but but it's not like there aren't plenty of these things still out there. You know, in museums and so on. I mean, you'd be happy to have one in your family. You could probably sell it for. I mean, I don't know exactly how much you could get for it, but maybe a million dollars maximum. A million dollars? But, John, think... That thing in the back seat is worth a million dollars? John, listen. Well, no wonder they're after it. John, obviously it is not about the money. Those expensive cars, those men and women coming to visit Julia at Warrendale, and don't forget about Ella Fontaine, and Jillian Fox, and Arthur Mendez. This is about something a lot more important than just a lousy million bucks. Well, then what's it about? Angela, tell him. There is one automaton that would be worth more than all the others. Maybe all the others combined. Only, the thing is, it's not supposed to really exist. But if it did exist, then, well, then a lot of the history we know would have to be rewritten. <gasps> just like the tapestry. The what? Oh, it's, uh -huh. Somehow there's an antique tapestry that's also a part of this. How old's the tapestry? It's... Well, I don't know. It was Mr. Barker's, and, and now that he's gone... Wait, go back. What's so special about that one automaton you were talking about? And how come you know so much about all this? I'm a nerd, okay? I love robots and history and the history of robots. 
Okay, that makes sense. And this is the most famous of all historical robots. If it exists, if it's not just a, a myth, which it is, or I thought it was until, until today. Angela, it's okay, you can tell him. Just here's the thing, if everybody's acting this crazy about this thing like you say, then it's gotta be something really important, and the only one that's important enough to make people behave so crazy is, it's got to be Francine. Who? Francine. The most famous automaton in the world, almost 400 years old, made from one of the most important figures in all of Western history, René Descartes. Descartes? Like, I think therefore I am Descartes? Yes, John. That René Descartes. Why did René Descartes have a robot? Well, the story is it was to replace his daughter Francine, who died as a little girl. But almost everybody who studied the subject says the story isn't true, that it's just something people made up to discredit his ideas, to make him look like a weirdo who'd have a weird doll built to replace his daughter after she died. Huh. Anyway, if it's Francine, then a lot of what we think we know about René Descartes would have to be revised. And he's more or less the foundational figure for all Western science. He's basically invented the scientific method of questioning everything we know. That's what I think, therefore I am, is about. It's about starting with the only thing you can be sure of, which is your own consciousness, and making only reasoned conclusions from that point on as you try to figure out objective truths about the universe. But Angela, even if it is Francine, I still don't understand why people are willing to die over it. Or what Gillian Fox meant before she walked into the flames, when she said that if we didn't know what was going on, we should stop trying to find out, and that not knowing was the only way to be happy. I don't know, Mary. I don't know why people would die, or why somebody would say those things, or who those people are. Or why everybody's barefoot. No. Well, if we really do have her, then the people who took Scott are going to want her. And sooner or later, they're going to start trying to get her back. Unknown number. Here we go. Hello? This is Mary Marshall. Yes, it is, isn't it? Mary Marshall. Such a nice, plain, boring sort of name. Who is this? What have you done with Scotty? Why, Mary, don't you remember me? It's David Price, your friend from the train. Oh! David Price! Yes. I'm so looking forward to seeing you again. You won't want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time tomorrow when you'll hear Mary say... John, Angela, we have to get back to the nitrogen chamber. Now. That's tomorrow on Mary from Michigan Saves the World.